If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I wanna make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pulled back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3X increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from 8,000 per month, for example, to 20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we keep you motivated, inspired, and thinking big. Up-leveling into quantum revenue is a choice that we can all make in any moment and then continue to make that choice to stay in that space each day. On this podcast, Ursula will share revenue growth strategies to reach your next level and introduce you to CEOs just like you who are making it happen. What's your next quantum leap going to be? See it, own it, and take that first step. If this is you, then Ursula wants to invite you to join us at the next 2X Intensive now. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. You're listening to Quantum Revenue Expansion with your host, Ursula Menchez. Let's go. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Quantum Revenue Expansion, where we help you turn your annual income into your monthly income. Super excited, as always, about our guests. And today is no exception. We have Mr. Roger Killen, and he's going to talk about how to use a TED-style talk to create impact, authority, fame, and fortune. Fortune being the quantum part of this, which you all know we love to talk about. So with that, I want to say, Roger, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ursula. I'm delighted and honored that, that you would invite me. I'm so excited to have you. Because, well, Jill um, Lublin, shout out to Jill, connected us. And I, you know, whoever Jill sends to me, I know is up to big things in the world. And so I had a good feeling about you. And I know myself included, I've always been curious about the whole TED Talk world. I know many of my clients have been, and I've already sent you one of my clients who I think would be just in this lifetime must do a TED talk. So we're gonna talk about all of those things today. And for our listeners all over the world, thank you for being here. Grab a notebook and a piece of paper because I guarantee you, and a pen or your favorite journal, because I guarantee you're gonna to wanna to take some notes. Even if a TED talk isn't in your immediate future, or maybe it's not even something you've thought about, Roger has a wealth of information that he's gonna share with us, which really, boils down to looking at your, you know, your branding and your messaging and what you're putting out into the world as well. Before we get there, before I tell you more about Roger, a couple of things. If you haven't yet, go to UrsulaInc.co on the homepage. We make it very simple. You can download our free master class, which just like this podcast <clears throat> is 
<laughs> excuse me, quantum revenue expansion, the masterclass. During the course, all right, here's what you will learn. Number one, how to create your brand new quantum container to turn your annual income into your monthly income. Two, how to uplevel your pricing packages in your marketing to go along with your quantum revenue goal. And third, I show you how to collapse time to reach your goals even faster. That third segment is always a lot of fun if you love all things quantum and you like hacks and you like to get there sooner. So we talk about what that really takes. And this month alone, we've had three clients have quantum revenue breakthroughs. One just broke through 27,000. And this, she just left corporate America two months ago. So she had her first $27,000 month. We had another client just break through their first $100,000 month and another client break through her first $60,000 month. And I share that with you not to say, look what they're doing. I share it with you because a year ago, six months ago, even two months ago, that might have seemed like a big stretch for them. So whatever you want to create, I just want to remind you, quantum revenue expansion is also for you. Okay, got that out there. Oh, finally, I know I forgot this one. My team's gonna be like, you gotta remember that. So if you're thinking about coming to the 2X intensive, but you're like, I don't know if that's a fit for me. Am I ready for it yet? A lot of clients say that because at the 2X intensive, we help you 2X, 3X or 10X your revenue while shaving 10 or more hours off your work week. But if you're wondering, like, is my company big enough? You can go to ursulainc.co forward slash apply. You, that sends a short bit of information to us. My team will schedule a private conversation with me. And I don't do a lot of those per month just because of my schedule. But I do want to talk to those CEOs who are wondering, like, is quantum revenue expansion available for me? Can I, my company expand to that next level? So we'll have that conversation. And thank you to all those who've left reviews. More reviews have come in about the show. That helps other CEOs find our show when you share what you like about it. And if you leave a review, come back, go to ursulainc.co forward slash giveaway. We love to say thank you. You can receive a copy of a digital copy of my book, One Great Goal, along with a, a an audio version to play along and go through the process. All right, I think that's all the things. So with that, it's my pleasure to introduce you to Roger Killen. In 2011, after 30 years as a serial entrepreneur, how many of you can relate to that part, serial entrepreneur? Roger became the co-founder and producer of TEDx Stanley Park. This event grew to become one of the largest TEDx events in the world. Since 2016, every TEDx Stanley Park speaker has earned a standing ovation. Man, we all want one of those. And six have over a million video views and 23 became Amazon international best-selling authors. In other words, Roger helps people get results. That's who we bring on our show. Then COVID-19 happened and Roger transitioned into supporting people with disruptive ideas to become movement leaders. They start this process with a world-class TEDx talk. Roger also runs Entrepreneurs International Network, where I'm going to be a featured speaker in October, the largest free small business training organization in the world. Roger's top core value is reliability. His favorite color is purple, which I see behind you. And he loves Japanese food. And by the way, we'll have um, Entrepreneurs International Network information about that in, in the show notes, along with all of Roger's information. Oh my goodness, so many things. Roger, welcome to Quantum Revenue Expansion. Let's just start. I want to hear, we'd love to hear about this 30-year serial entrepreneurial journey that then led you to, like what brought you to TEDx Stanley Park? 
Let's start there. Okay, the 30-year entrepreneurial journey involved uh, 12 startups. Wow. And my results were good, bad, and ugly, <laughs> but enough to render me financially independent, uh, way ahead of uh, schedule. And so when I turned 60, which was, uh, nine, which was uh, 2011, I um, cast about for a give back project. Didn't have to make money, but it did have to have impact. And I uh, found myself one Saturday in a TEDx event in Vancouver, and I just was smitten. I fell in love with the whole concept of ideas worth spreading. Uh, so two years later, uh, took uh, the first TEDx Downey Park event uh, took place. And boy, did I learn a lot about what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> which is why TED has a ceiling of 100 tickets on an organizer's first event. It contains the damage. Uh, and two years later, uh, came back uh, with uh, uh, TEDx Downey Park 2015 and um, had uh, 450 people and then uh, got bigger, 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 bigger. And by 2018, there was well over 2,000 people in the audience in Vancouver's largest theater, which was called the Queen Elizabeth Theater. Uh, and then the, uh, the COVID bit started and so the pivot took place. And I actually am now loving what I'm doing uh, because <clears throat> in terms of impact, I get the best leverage by actually coaching, mentoring, supporting uh, entrepreneurs who have got TED-worthy ideas to become uh, the Simon Sinek of their respective spaces. All right. So many things to unpack. Are you ready? I'm born ready. <laughs> First of all, congratulations on your 12 startups and that it allowed you to be financially independent. And that's an incredible accomplishment. And I love that it's 12 because <laughs> that means that, yeah, some worked, some didn't, but you didn't give up. You kept going until you reached whatever goal you wanted to create. So congratulations on all of that success. And so for some people, I know in a world of the internet and TEDx talks and YouTube and TikTok, you would think we all know what a TEDx talk is. But if I didn't really fully understand what a TEDx talk was until a few years ago, like really what it encompassed. So would you give us a short description of, of what a TEDx talk really is? A TEDx talk is a time constrained, maximum 18 minute talk about an idea worth spreading. What makes it a little unusual is that there's no Q&A uh, very, very little interactivity with the live audience. Uh, there's no breakout rooms. Uh, and, uh, uh, in, um, and in my opinion, is really given by the speaker in order to create a super high production value video. The live audience is almost irrelevant. Uh, uh, those that I coach, I, I tell them to speak to the cameras because even if you have a 2000 person event, uh, there's still 20 million people a day looking for your content on YouTube. So speak to the cameras 
make a high production value video, that's your number one priority when you walk onto that red carpet. So, all right. So some history you might not know about me, like this makes my palms sweat just thinking about it. I was self-diagnosed with glossophobia. You can Google it. It's the deepest fear of public speaking you could ever imagine. I had severe phobias around speaking. And yet God called me to be on stages. Like I can't explain it. It just is what it is, right? And over the, it's also what pulled me into my own healing journey of healing a lot of fear, phobias, all the things, which has helped me help my clients in incredible ways. And though, when you say 2000 people in the audience and you say things like speak to the camera, on the one hand, it's a little bit fear inducing for me, but I, a lot of people aren't afraid of public speaking. Some are, but our, a lot of speakers are not, and they work through it. But the second piece is, I get the sense that you prepare people in a way that when they step on stage, they just can let it loose. And they probably don't even see the 2,000 people. They don't see, they probably can't see with all the lights, right? But they can just look into the camera. So what would you say to someone right now who's thinking, man, I would love to do this, but this isn't for me. I'm I'm too afraid or I, I just couldn't even see myself doing it. Well, if the impact you want to make is bigger than your fear of public speaking, you got to do it. And, and for most people, that's not the case. Most people are okay with public speaking at a certain level, but now they have to up their game because they are speaking to that YouTube audience uh, and uh, if, if the message they have in their heart and their head is really important to them, then it's really important that their online audience hears what they have to say. And if they have to modify how they speak, then they just got to do it. Yeah. Okay. So good. Um, this reminds me of one of my coaches who said, because I was complaining about my fear of getting on stage and like, I would just have anxiety for weeks. And yet I knew, I knew I, I didn't have a choice. And I don't know if that makes sense to you or some of the others who are listening. I just didn't have a choice. It was like, you have to, I, the message has to be there. This is not for you. And then my mentor said, Ursula, you can be afraid or you can recognize that this isn't about you. This is about the people you're here to serve. And later it became about, like, I started to really understand impact, right? And the domino effect out into the world. And so I just, I wanted you to talk about that because my feeling as I, you know, tune into all of our listeners all over the world is that there are some many souls who have an incredible story to share or an incredible piece of information that could really benefit the world. But they believe that, they're not a TEDx speaker. They don't have this or that. Like there's a lot of limiting beliefs around it because we've all watched TEDx speakers. So one of the things you said is that you help people find their TED worthy idea. And my guess is a lot of people kind of already have it and they come to you and they're like, Roger. <laughs> and then you help them fine tune it. How does one know that they have a TED worthy idea? Ah, that's an interesting question. How do they know if they have a TED-worthy idea? Yeah. Well, I'll give you my opinion. Uh, my opinion is that 
a TED-worthy idea is an idea that um, can address, can tackle one of humanity's pressing problems and, uh, and conclude with a call that when that call is taken up by the live and online audience, will will bring about a, a uh, will tackle that problem, perhaps not bring about a fix, but if enough people do it, and yeah, that's yeah. the power of the TED stage, it will certainly make a dent in that problem and ideally fix it. Yeah, I've heard if a thousand people take on a new idea, like it starts to make a big ripple impact and effect out into the world. So I love, I love that. I just want to encompass that for all of our listeners because they're going, well, you know, who am I to do that? Or should I, you know, if it can address one of humanity's problems and let's face it, Roger, there's a lot of them right now. <laughs> like, we are not without, there's a plethora of problems to be solved. Go ahead. You're going to say something. Yeah. Uh, most most entrepreneurs don't recognize that they their business exists to address a problem. Many of those problems I would put into the category of humanity's pressing problems. They might have a product, tangible product. They might have a, have a disruptive uh, service or system, but they exist to solve that problem. Many of them don't realize that a, a superpower media platform called TED exists for them in a non-commercial way to describe their problem to the world. The result when they do it right is they will attract collaborations. They will attract um, uh, perhaps people who are interested in, in knowing more in maybe buying the product in perhaps collaborating on the development of the technology, better, faster, cheaper. And it's my firm belief that the TED, that entrepreneurship and the TED platform is a marriage made in heaven. And if we embrace it, we can uh, accelerate and lower the cost of product development, uh, which has a massive impact on humanity. Uh, that's, what I, that's why I do what I do to have that impact and encourage entrepreneurs to start realizing that a marketing channel they never thought of is available to them and it's called TED. I wanna to get to know TED, that is awesome. And I love how you said it, like it's, it's a platform that most people don't know about or they, I find that a lot of my clients will think it's, you know, it's only for speakers, right? I hear that a lot, like you have to be a professional yeah. speaker. What would you say about that? Not at all. Uh, <clears throat> You, what you have to have, the absolute core message of your TEDx talk is uh, your idea. It needs to be an idea worth uh, spreading. And, in, and I have interpreted that to mean an idea that tackles one of humanity's pressing problems <clears throat> in a way that's credible. It can't be pseudoscience. It can't be armchair philosophy. It has to have a great deal of substance and, and credibility. In terms of speaking development, uh, I've worked with two speakers and their TEDx talk was their first, their first ever uh, talk in life. Wow. And, and they just rocked the stage with enough practice, enough uh, intelligent mentorship and support. Uh, uh, you can deliver a tremendous uh, TEDx talk. And you're absolutely right. As soon as you take that stage, the theater lights are so bright that you don't see 
to human beings in the audience, you see a black outline. And so first job, those first five seconds, as the videographers frame you properly, you look for the three or four cameras. They have little, little red lights. And if they don't, if it's so far away as it was in the Queen Elizabeth Theater, the videographer flashes a, a cigarette lighter so that the speaker knows where to find those cameras and they speak to those cameras throughout their 18 minute talk. So good, wow. So many things, so it's really, so t creating a TED talk could be a way to take really a quantum leap in your business and your speaking career and also have quantum revenue expansion in your, in your business and in your life. Now, you've been living this for a long time. You've been, you, to me, you, you strike me as someone who chooses what they want and steps into it and things start to happen. So Rod, did you remember the moment that your annual income turned into your monthly income for the first time or a time when, you know, in one of your businesses, it was, it was, you know, more money was coming in than was going out. It was just a big moment for you. Uh, yes, I do. It was, uh, it was, uh, uh, one of my businesses was to help small businesses raise the first million dollars in equity. And, um, uh, uh, I would receive a, a commission uh, based upon success. And uh, one month I did that. And I looked at that check and, and uh, was quite mesmerized. <laughs> it was a very nice feeling. Yeah. So did anything change for you in your personal and professional life when you really understood that you could create money in that way? A big check is a very nice endorsement that what you're doing uh, has value. Uh, uh, these days, money is not, and money, money is a way of keeping track. Uh, money is a way of being acknowledged, but it's not my primary, it's not, it's way down in my list of primary drivers. I want impact yeah. now, yeah. but 20 years ago, whenever you have the family, whenever you have the mortgage, whenever you have the car payment, of course, you need to cover your basic expenses and the medium of exchange we in the Western world have chosen is money. Yeah, that's a great yeah distinction because the, I think we all wanna be in that place where it's only about impact. And yet there's a time, especially when we're first starting our businesses or where, you know, where there's, you know, we're maybe in the red even. I'm sure some of our listeners out there right now feel very much in that, you know, that kind of scarcity mode. When you look back, what was the biggest myth about money or revenue that you overcame, which allowed you to have these big checks coming in and to stop worrying about creating money? Like, were there limiting beliefs in the beginning that you had about money that you shifted? Uh, yes, uh, my home country is Ireland. And uh, I'm an immigrant to Canada. And uh, in those days, back in the day, uh, you never talked about incomes. You never talked about uh, uh, money was kind of dirty. Yeah. Uh, and um, uh, so the whole subject of money, financial abundance, prosperity uh, was really, uh, was really 
you just didn't or talk taboo. about it. It was taboo. It was taboo. Taboo is a very good word. Uh, and uh, and then and and now in North America, it's not taboo. It's very much a front front and center discussion, and it deserves to be, because there's so many people who do not have a financial education, and there are so many people living paycheck to paycheck, and there's so many people who are retiring with nothing. It's just a national tragedy. So, what would you say to someone who? wants to, I, you know, I like to think of it as busting through an income ceiling. They want to bust through their next income ceiling. Maybe they've been stuck at, I don't know, 10,000 a month. Like they launched their business. They've been stuck at 10,000 a month. It's kind of enough to pay their business bills and kind of enough to squeak by in their personal life, but it's not enough to get to the next level. And they would love to be at 20,000 a month because they see the potential freedom that starts to come from that. And I'm kind of tying this to, I know you talk about impact and solving problems. So I'm curious, like, how would you advise them or how have you advised a business owner to break through that income ceiling, to double the revenue, to get out of scarcity? Uh, scarcity mindset is just that. It's a mindset. If people think prosperity, it's a, it's a whole new way of looking at the world, looking at money. Uh, and of course, it's very easy to do that when you have enough in the bank to pay the next three months rent or cover the next three months of car and mortgage payments. So you just have to put yourself in that uh, space where you, you, you believe that prosperity is your right. Yes, you have to work very, very hard to get it, but it's certainly possible. And in the process, stop buying those $5 twice a day, Starbucks specialty coffees. Or you could have an and in there. <laughs> I like to have an and because, and I don't buy the $5 ones, but I could, like I wanna be able to believe I can have both. So I'm just gonna insert that in there. But prosperity, so I wanna go back to, prosperity is your right. What do you mean by that? And we, none of us are born to be poor, to scrape by. Uh, uh, circumstances happen. And it's not the circumstances, the, 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 they will happen. Uh, it's how we play the card. It's how we respond to the circumstance that dictates the outcome of the circumstance. That's so, what I mean. Yeah. Well, as an immigrant, you know, in the the shifts and changes that you went through, you moved and you came, you know, you were talking about like growing up in Ireland or living in Ireland. There were a lot of taboos about money. It wasn't something that was talked about. How did you come to the belief that prosperity is your right? Was it something someone told you? Was it some kind of text that you read? I had a, um, I currently have a uh, student who is uh, talking about that very subject, uh, about, uh, and, and uh, she has helped codify it for me. I always, I've had the belief for a long, long time, but like many beliefs, it swirls around, it doesn't take a form, it doesn't land in the, in the center of your palm where you can get it. And uh, working with this lady <clears throat> has really helped me um, simplify it to the point where I can get it, live with it, apply it, uh, 
and uh, and uh, and so she has taught me to develop the habit of think prosperity. I like the word codify. She's helped you codify it. That's Simon Sinek's famous word. He didn't invent the golden circle. He simply codified it. Interesting. We'll have to talk about, we'll talk after the show. Like I'd love to hear this. The woman sounds like someone we'd love to have on our show. So you'll have to share her information. So, so for whatever reason, so for many reasons, and this has become codified for you. So you, you knew that prosperity was your right. And then someone stepped up and helped you really bring it into your knowing by codifying it for you. So it's like, it's like knowing, part- understanding, internalizing Living is very, very different than having it out there as this nebulous uh, concept. Yeah. You really have to bring it into your head and your heart before you can truly believe it. And believing it is the gatekeeper to acting upon it. Yes. Yes. Excellent. So good for everyone. Just taking all this in, remembering really, because I feel like it's somewhere known inside of us that prosperity is for us. So remembering that in your being. So also, um, it's also important practically to position yourself in some space that is capable of financially rewarding you. And many, many entrepreneurs place themselves into the buggy whip mentality. They start businesses without adequate market research, without adequate validation. I think of it as the, they enter the buggy whip business where there's no demand for their product. Nobody wants it. It's impossible to make a good living out of it. There are no margins in it. You can't, you can't do that and expect prosperity to come to your way. Uh, it, it, you got, you, you got to buy the ticket before you can win the lottery. And in this case, the ticket is, needs to be thoroughly researched, validated, <clears throat> and then you take decisive action to move forward and capture uh, that uh, proven uh, ability of your idea of your business to actually make significant money. Yeah. Yeah, excellent. It's being in the space, creating the container that's actually going to be profitable versus taking on something that we think might might work for us. And it's and side note, you know, whatever that is, like I think we have to be careful of because we see someone else doing it and they're successful, that we'll be successful at it if we don't want to do it, right? So like part of it is how does passion fit into that, Roger, or or doing like following what we're good at or our inner Yeah. I think the expression "follow your passion and the money will follow" is a is a terrible piece of advice to give to first time entrepreneurs. Uh, passion results in irrational decisions. Now I'm a Type A, so I can say that very easily. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but but think about the crazy decisions you have made when you've been in love. Uh, uh, they do not stand up to much logic. I suggest you take the word passion out and insert the word enthusiasm. Oh, gotcha. Be, be enthusiastic about this space, but don't be passionate, please. Otherwise, you'll make some pretty uh, unhelpful decisions, decisions that don't serve you. Yeah. So come from a place of enthusiasm. 
because it's sometimes hard to separate. And I, and I also understand what you're saying. So you, but you, like, at the end of the day, to be enthusiastic about it, you, you've, got have, you've got to have interest in it. It's got to be something you want to do, you like to do. Because I've seen people take, like, see someone else and try to copy or do that or, you know, and it's, it's not in their, it's not what they really desire. It's not what they really want. And so they got to find something that, right, like that they're enthusiastic about, to use your word. Uh, yes. Uh, as soon as you're passionate about it, uh, step back and make sure you're enthusiastic first because the passion won't last forever, but the enthusiasm can. Yeah. I'm just going to let that sink in for everybody. It's really powerful. And even to, you know, to make decisions from not, not make decisions from a place of I'm being really passionate about this, but to, to think, oh, how can, like, if I'm coming from a place of enthusiasm, what would that be like? Awesome. All right. So for those of our listeners who are tuning in, leaning in, thinking about now their TEDx talk or being on a TEDx platform, tell us about your programs, how you work with clients. And I know you have a a special opportunity for them. Uh, Yes. Despite what I said earlier, it's important to remember, it's important to know that you taking the TEDx stage and delivering even a world-class TEDx talk, is it's not enough for you to achieve the Simon Sinek type of result. Uh, Dr. Google tells me that Simon is now worth uh, 15 million and makes 4 million a year as a corporate um, uh, uh, consultant. Simon, I believe, is a tremendous role model for all of us entrepreneurs in that Simon took the TEDx stage in 2009, a tiny little TEDx event, used a mic that was broken, used a flip chart and a, and a, and a Sharpie, basic, basic technology. But Simon had come from a business background, nothing but a BA degree but he'd come from an advertising slash business background. And he recognized that the TEDx stage was a a milestone on his journey. It was not the end of his journey. So he did the TEDx talk, had an original concept, ideas worth spreading, and then did not rest on his laurels. He vigorously promoted that video and then went on to the next stage of scaling his core idea. Yes, the video resonated. Yes, the concept of ideas were spreading uh, really landed uh, in corporate America. But without Simon taking the next series of steps, he would have been just like any other TEDx speaker, Uh, delivered a TEDx talk, adds it to his resume, puts out there an idea worth spreading, hopes the world finds it, Uh, that's not the idea I have for the people that I work with. I want them to do a TEDx talk, but I do not want them to stop there. The TEDx talk elevates their credibility, amplifies their authority, also creates a few marketing assets in the way. Now let's leverage both. Let's leverage your amplified credibility and your newly minted marketing assets to actually position you as the go-to expert globally in your space as Simon Sinek did. Not surprisingly, 
I offer a program that has three parts. It starts, they're all S's, starts with script, moves on to speak, moves on to scale. Uh, script your talk. Uh, we got uh, 18 minutes, round about 15 to 1800 words, and they need to be uh, uh, superbly chosen strategically chosen to have the biggest impact that is possible within in that li very limited time frame. Uh, then we take that uh, script, first of all, test it and tweak it uh, with little small tiny audiences that can give you feedback. Do they laugh where you're supposed to laugh? Do they understand everything? Because you cannot afford to lose an audience member. You don't have time to go back and pick them up. This is not a three hour seminar. So never lose them in the first place. Now we've tested and tweaked the, the talk and we know it is going to give you the desired result. And now you have this huge confidence, which makes a lot of those nervous butterflies goes away. Now you take the TEDx stage, find the cameras, and now you deliver because you've taken a, a bunch of delivery training in, in, in knowing how to deliver your important talk, your idea worth spreading with the greatest amount of impact. Uh, then, your, uh, then your talk is uh, converted into a high production value video, great audio, great video, great uh, stage uh, set, everything is just so. Now you've created a really high quality product uh, and that's where it sits on the shelf until you vigorously promote that video. And even that's not enough now you have to go back to your core idea and repurpose it into different formats. Uh, uh, books, articles, uh, interviews, talks of different lengths. And now you have to promote those with equal vigor. Publicity is, a great, is your great friend here. Promote those with great vigor to highly targeted audiences. Uh, that that will bring you the kind of results, the kind of global exposure, the kind of global authority that make the whole effort super worthwhile. And it will be game-changing, game-changing to you and game-changing to your target audiences. That's the essence of my program. And for someone who's listening who wants to talk to you about whether or not they have a TED-worthy idea, what's the next step? I'm, I'm happy to have a chat with anyone, uh, talk about their idea. Uh, and, and they also has to have to be a credible expert. They have, it, not, not only does their idea need to be credible, they need to be credible. The package makes for a very high authority uh, uh, presentation. So I'm happy to chat to anyone for, uh, for half an hour and give them my point of view on their idea as to whether or not it's TED worthy. If it's not, hopefully I can give them some pointers as to how it can become. And if it is TED worthy, that only then will I uh, invite them to consider my program and uh, they can make an informed decision. Excellent. And we will have your Calendly link in the chat or excuse me, out of the chat in the show notes and our listeners can grab it there. Roger, where, where do you hang out? Or if someone wants to follow you on social media or hang out with you other places, anywhere else you'd like to direct them? Uh, well, you can tell by my age that it's unlikely I have a seriously major social media presence, uh, but I am on LinkedIn. Perfect. I might have a Facebook account. 
I have a Twitter account. I'm not sure. They're pretty inactive. I'm a, I'm a phone email kind of guy. Uh, so. Uh, good. Well, you're on LinkedIn. That's good to know because people. Yeah, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, know LinkedIn's a good start. Stay connected there. And um, maybe an email address. What's your email address for anyone who might want to reach out who has a question or isn't sure if they should click the link? At Roger K at getinspiredtalks.com. Perfect. Roger All right. Hey, Roger has no, Roger is R-O-G-E-R, no D. Roger K at getinspiredtalks.com. Excellent. Roger, thank you for being here. Before we wrap up, we've talked about a lot of different topics today. What's your 30-second final piece of advice for our listeners? Um, uh, entrepreneurs, if you have got a, um, a product or a, or a service that is able to address one of humanity's pressing problems, consider a TEDx talk. Uh, consider it, if you want, selfishly as a great marketing opportunity. But if your idea truly is able to address, to fix, to, to ameliorate the negative effect of one of humanity's problems, uh, you just got to do this. Uh, this is your, your God-given uh, right and obligation to get that idea out there into the world where it can make a difference. Excellent. Roger Killen, thank you for being on the Quantum Revenue Expansion podcast. It's my absolute pleasure, Ursula. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and hanging out over at EIN and all the things that are coming. So thank you to our listeners all over the world. We love hearing from you. If there's a particular topic you'd like me to talk about or a guest that you think would be a good fit for our show, you can email me at Ursula Inc. What is my email address? Ursula at Ursula Inc. .co. I was pulling up my old one for a second. Email me there and let me know or easier contact at UrsulaInc.co. That goes to my team. And sometimes they're even faster than I am. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. Make this your most epic month yet. Bye for now. Thank you for joining us today. And if you are ready to make your next quantum leap, let's do it. Ursula invites you to join us at the 2X Intensive. Go to salescoachnow.com slash apply. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app.